0: Hello and welcome to the Overland Journal podcast. This is episode number 75. Now this is a special episode because we are wrapping up 2021. 2021 and this is our first podcast that we're recording in 2022. So we, even though Betty White passed away, we somehow made it past that date. Yeah, which uh so sorry to see Betty White go obviously 2021 kind of sucked it did kind of suck
1: like <laughs> yeah this covid stuff's getting old
0: it, it it's it's, Particularly a it's a challenge for yeah. travelers um
1: i was you know october i was feeling really good i'm like oh i'll be able to start traveling yeah. again in 2022 and then it happened again
0: yeah i mean i was i was able to make it to italy and then within weeks I'm going to kind of hit and things were starting to shut down again. And I mean, we've both got trips planned that we want to do and we're hopeful that they happen in 2022, but it's just, it's just a realization. I mean, we were just talking about who would really the overlander of the year be. And we were struggling to think of someone who's yeah. really out traveling internationally because it's hard to do. I mean, Dan Grex going around Australia, he found his way he, to he make it work. He couldn't even get out of New South Wales for the longest yeah, time. That's though, right? true. I mean, yeah, it's such a challenge. It, it's,
1: it's, it's just an interesting time.
0: We're going to take a brief break and we will be right back. This week's episode is supported in part by iCamper. They make innovative hard shell and soft-sided roof tents that are designed to survive long-term overland use. Their revolutionary X-Cover won the Overland Journal Editor's Choice Award, eliminating the bulky PVC cover and also allowing for the fitment of crossbars for carrying bikes and kayaks. Their SkyCamp Mini is another award-winning design that provides a hard shell tent in the footprint of a much smaller clamshell model. This is the perfect solution for smaller vehicles or on vehicles where rack space is dedicated to other systems. iCamper believes that the best times are those spent traveling, discovering the world with those you love most. You can find out more about their quality tents at iCamper.com. But people are finding a way they're traveling more locally, which I think is very cool. I mean, you and I, we've done our own trips in the local area, which has been just super fun. Yeah. So finding ways you're going to go in a couple of days. To I don't California know where I'm going. To- I, I might go to lower California, also known <laughs> as
1: Baja, or I may do Alta California. I'm either going to go left or right yeah. when I hit California. and I don't really.
0: You'll make a decision when you get there. I don't there. really know. Oh, that's um, good though. That's perfect.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. Like, you know, Baja right now seems, seems slammed. Like I've talked to a bunch of people that have been down
0: there. Yeah. It's some of the few options right now. We we got to stop stop telling people to go to Baja, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Or or do you get responsible? Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's fun to think about the fact that we can start hopefully start traveling again. And the sailboat thing really worked for me last year, um, but I still love motorcycles and I still love trucks and I hope to yeah. be able to get out. And now that I've got kind of my life to the point, that was another thing I've been working on is is getting to where I can be more nomadic. Yep. Uh, myself. So I've got the scout built out on top of the AT4 and, and I'm f- finishing up the last few pieces of that project to get ready to be on the road. So that's, Less I mean, stuff, that's fun. More travel
1: is what I'm really hoping this year is about for yeah. me at least. I mean, I think um, that
0: that'll be the place that a lot of people will come to is that for the last couple of years, it was this idea that I'm going to grab a bunch of things that'll satisfy the fact that I'm not traveling. And now that hopefully we'll be able to start traveling again, the things will off. way too many cars. Yeah. <laughs> well, you needed a hobby. I needed a hobby. because so you I turned travels and Ferraris. There you go. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. You needed a way to spend the time. So yeah. and it was fun, you know, in 2021, it's, I'm not saying I took a year off from overlanding in a lot of ways. I think I did. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, we did some adventurous things. We got, we got I got married, not yeah. we, we, the collective we did not get married. I don't know if there's anything wrong with that, but you know, me and Laura got married. We went on this amazing honeymoon in yeah. Switzerland and Dubai and Zanz amazing, and amazing Getty, and it was it was really cool. We got to see new places, and we went to this. We did that the whole Pebble Beach Car Week thing, which was really that was an adventure in and of itself. Man, I've never felt so poor in my life. <laughs> like I, I remember sitting in the Koenigsegg booth at the Quail, which is a uh, an event that happens um, during Car Week, and oh, what's that? Oh, it's a new Koenigsegg, whatever, whatever. How much? Five million. Oh, okay, comes back. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll take one. You know, like that kind of kind of crowd. You know, when you think there's money at Overland Expo, go to Pebble Beach. Yeah, but true. But yeah,
0: that's yeah. I think that's also the recognition is that that five million dollar car at the end of the day doesn't make you happy. It doesn't make you happy. Not even close. The sooner that we figure that out, the better off we are. I think as humans. So I think I
1: saw a lot of a lot. I mean, I think everybody kind of did the same thing.
0: Right. I think that people definitely
1: got out, but I don't know. It's just, it all feels a bit weird. Yeah. It's still, it's still all
0: trying to Overlanding
1: feels a bit weird. I want to talk about how overlanding feels weird (laughs) according to Matt. (laughs) Like
0: Uh.
1: we've ended up as like this industry of stuff. True. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of over that. Yeah. You know, like there's so much, there's, it it has the, the, the conversation about travel and doing, there was always like this, this yin and yang battle between that, the travel and the travelers and the, the stuff and the people who just like to wire it. Yeah. It's like, everybody's on, on team stuff now would like less stuff. Yeah. And maybe There's so many widgets and so much like true there, there's so many copycats in the industry. There's so much infighting. There's so much just like
0: finger pointing or whatever. Yeah.
1: Here. Like, you know, as we were going through the list and like, well, what innovations have we seen this year? And I'm like, I, I've seen a bunch of stuff that's laser cut, CNC bent, maybe CNC machined because it's able to be manufactured here. And oh, well, this guy's doing it. So I'm going to do it too. And then there's like, I mean, how many Prinsu roof racks are in this industry now?
0: People that have taken a great idea and then just copied it. Yeah. yeah. We just kind of let everybody do their thing. It's, I want to talk about
1: it I think it's gonna be really, really big in twenty twenty two. Human waste at campsites.
0: Yeah. Exactly. With
1: so many people going out. Yeah. you know, like for example, we have we have a toilet in the Earth Roamer, and I'm seriously considering the gladiator or whatever we end up yeah. taking with is taking a toilet with us. And yeah. I've, I've, I've mentioned this idea to a lot of people and I always get like made fun of, but I saw this happen in Australia when four wheel, when I was working over there running a magazine and you know, it's four wheel drive has always been popular there, but like Cape York. Became really, really popular. Sure. For example. And I went into I did Cape Yorker 2014. No, 2013, 13 or 14. And I did it two years later. The amount of just like human waste that was at the campsites, all of sure. a sudden there's like flies everywhere. There's yeah. toilet paper everywhere. Sure. And as it's like the, you know, we talk about tread lightly, but so many campsites are getting wrecked. I mean, there's so many campsites that were like kind of hidden secrets in northern Arizona. Sure. That I just like I, I can't go to anymore because you're like tripping over human waste yeah and I wonder if ethically moving forward we need to ask the question of like do we need to be packing out do we need to be probably need to start taking our
0: own our own waste out I agree and it's again this is going to be something that's going to be personal for everyone uh, the one thing I don't want to do is shame someone else for the decision that they make but the decision that I made was to get a nature's head toilet, which is a composting yeah. toilet, and I take it with me when I'm camping. And we have other solutions that we can use when we're not camping that way. It's just looking at the campsite that you're visiting, and it, is there a lot of impact going on around there? Maybe if you don't have a toilet with you, you make a compromise and you say, "Our Adam is spend five minutes picking up trash." Yeah, and we just do something, Let's do something, do something, and take a little bit of personal responsibility of because what I'm afraid of is that future generations. I mean, you and I are going to be able to enjoy this stuff for the foreseeable future, but like, how does someone's kid get a chance to see the same things Mm -hmm. that you and I see? If today we don't take some responsibility for that. It's just, I think it's a topic that people need to maybe start thinking about in in 2022. Um, Yeah. And maybe, and maybe those that are listening, if you've got ideas or you found things that are working, or there's some good resources out there that you're finding on, again, there is tread lightly and there is leave no trace. But if there are some additional resources that we can talk about on this podcast, let us know and we'll give information at the, yeah, we'll give information at the end of the podcast about how to reach out. But I agree, Matt, it is, I mean, Moab shut down camping. Yeah. Be- they had to because they had 3 million people camping. They fi- they estimated 3 they, million they
1: did people. That in Sedona too. Same thing. And you know, like we have campsites in Sedona that we used to go to that we just like, like they're shut down. Like, I, I don't know if it's, here's a hot topic in defense of the overlanders. The van life crowd is pretty bad with this because they're sitting there for like a long time. Gotcha. I I've definitely been to, some campsites where I, I I see people burning trash. I see people like just doing some interesting things. Cause what, what do you do with it? You know, like all of a sudden, like you you need a bigger trash. (laughs) Yeah. There's squillions of people going out into these places that have no services. A lot of these people are going out for the first time. You know, like how many urban people during this saw on Instagram, Ooh, van, I'm going to get into that. And they hadn't respectfully, they, they just didn't they didn't know, they weren't told. And there's a lot of like, and anything that's like easily accessible right now is pretty torn up. I and mean, we've yeah. seen that down in yeah, just a lot of places. So
0: well, maybe that's part of what we do in 2022 is we realize that this thing is growing very quickly. And yeah. those of us who have been doing it a long time, maybe we can, again, I think it's most important to look inward instead of telling other people what yeah. they, what they're doing right or doing I wrong. I just love
1: yelling at people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. And and sometimes that's necessary if, if you're on the trail and someone's literally driving off trail, we do have a responsibility to say, I think Hey, I'm look, I'm also going to start shaming companies who
1: are driving off trail and being general dickheads in twenty twenty two. Okay. Let's I see do it. so many companies, major companies, car companies sure that are setting this precedent of you're not in a trophy truck. Yeah. You're in you're in like a Ford Ranger with sure. like four inches of suspension travel and two hundred horsepower. I know that marketing is a big thing, but same with camping and same with the trails. We're we're privileged to have access to this stuff. Sure. We have to start all doing a better job.
0: Yeah. It's such a crappy part of the podcast that we just went through. Told you so <laughs> Literally. But we've got some good news too.
1: Half a million.
0: Yeah. Half a million downloads of cool. the podcast, which is really exciting. We're so grateful for you all for listening. We would not have a podcast without all of you that take the time to listen to Matt and I ramble. We have also been so fortunate to have the quality of guests that we have had on this on this podcast. And we're so grateful for all of the people that have taken the time to participate in the podcast and share their stories of their life and being so open about their experiences and their advice to all of us. I've learned so much myself yeah. as we've interviewed these folks. And of course, huge thanks to Paula Burr, our producer of the podcast she Woo. she works tirelessly to put all of this stuff together so that way we can continue to do what we're doing um, we added a fourth podcast each month so we got 4 a month now and this is podcast number 75 so they're really rolling all of the podcast they're really rolling along and one of the things that's kind of fun to to look at is the top 5 podcasts of the last year so the principles of overlanding vehicle recovery which part 1 and part 2 are one of our most popular podcasts overall and that was one we did with Jim West. Oh yeah. Jim's awesome. And he is awesome. And he was such a great resource around that. And I think that that turned out really fun. So take a listen to vehicle recovery part one and two. And then after that was the interview with Richard Giordano, which I thought was really fun because he's got such a great Outlook on travel. He yeah. travels in this 1990s He's Toyota great. pickup. He's just got the right attitude and they're very well traveled. And they've got, I mean, they're Canadians, so they're super nice. So, yeah, like, why are Canadians generally just nicer? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I'm sure maybe it's the bad weather. I don't know. Maybe they watch less television. Like, <laughs> they're just seldom yeah. meet mean Canadians. Yeah, I've just not, I've not. Yeah. I can't think of one. And then after that was the chat we did around tires and wheels. Um, and then I after that, that after that was the best overland gear of 2020, which we're going to get into a little bit today on around 2021. And then number five was Ashley Giordano. So the Giordano's like swept the interview side of things. Well, they're just
1: so sweet. Yeah, totally. It's like, I just want to hug them. Yeah, I totally. already miss them. Are, are, <laughs> are they in like Saudi Arabia right now? They are. Something?
0: Yeah, they're in Saudi Arabia and that they were planning on going to Oman, but they're there for the Dakar and they're traveling around. They're making mm-hmm. it work. They're making sure they get out there themselves. And, and Ashley has become an integrated part of our team. And she works on Overland Journal a lot. And Richard's been really helpful with a bunch of new projects. So we're just Both super great. lucky to have yeah. them, have them around um, as part of the team. That kind of brings us to like what your and my favorite episodes for the year was oh. for me, for me, it was really fun to, to see the Louisa Bell podcast go live, which I had nothing to do with. Oh yeah, because so a- Ashley did that. Ashley one. interviewed Louisa. I had never heard it. I didn't participate in the production. So I'm in my truck and I'm driving along and a new episode pops up and I got Sweet. to listen to it like a fl- lie on the wall, like a regular listener. And I was, I found myself laughing and they were yeah. both so awesome. And so that was my, that was my most fun moment listening to, which I don't listen to most of the episodes. Cause I was, I there. can't listen to myself. I was there. <laughs> yeah. I would be like, man, you sound like such a D bag. Why did you say that? <laughs> like, but, but then I would lose that certain zest for life. Yes, if I tried right. to control yeah. myself. Yeah, too don't much. control yourself too much, Matt. Um, there is a yin and the yang here. We got to keep it going. Yeah. Was there one that you had a lot of fun with?
1: And, and I don't know if, if it will come out just before or just after this podcast, but uh, interviewing Dave Harriton from AEV was really cool. It was awesome. The products he's designed since I've literally been a little kid have been <laughs> something that I've looked up to. And the coolest podcast for me are when I learned something. Yeah, um, rather than just
0: espousing my views on the world, it's nice to. And he was work. drop. He was dropping all kinds of great insights. Like, yeah. So. so that was really cool. Um. Yeah. Dave Harriton, the CEO of Aev, he's yeah. he's coming up. He's the dude. dude. Yeah. He's the man. I'm gonna. I, I need to like look through because there's
1: 75 now. Yeah. I know it's crazy. I'm gonna figure out how to go on podcasts. <laughs> the Rebel Rally one was fun. That was really fun. That was do. fun. And uh, you know, interviewing Brian door was was interesting. Oh, he was great. And his did really well too his was I oh think you know six. what you know what my favorite one is was the grand touring one because i'm just like i'm so interested in like these like kooky kind of ideas like we've both been doing the four-wheel drive thing for so long sure that like i don't know the i like i, I want to do something crazy like i still want to get a bentley continental gt and like <laughs> drive it around the world like perfect like drive it through russia i mean there's so many of those things there
0: like <laughs> there are. Like, like, you get it serviced serviced anywhere you get meet, have club meetups it has to do a dual battery system <laughs> <laughs> yeah air suspension Yeah. Yeah, It would be really nice. Like,
1: (laughs) sure. So what do you do this week over on the world? What are you doing next week? Home?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wonder how quickly that's been done. I don't know the answer to that one. How quickly someone's actually driven around the world. Not that I want to rush, but yeah. All right. So then the, I guess the next spot we launched onto YouTube. So we have live podcasts now where you can see our smiling faces, all of our just hello, (laughs) yeah, Uh, gesticulations with our hands and everything else like that as we're, as we're talking. So that's been a that's been a fun update as well, uh, but now let's kind of get into the gear of 2021. Yeah, which let's do this. The, the vehicles and the equipment, and and I think it's going to be a little bit different one for us because again, we're trying to be more mindful of of the equipment in general. But there's still been a lot of innovation that have happened, mostly around the vehicle side of things. As Matt says, we're in the swan song of the internal combustion engine, so we're seeing these vehicles that are like nothing we've seen before. Yeah, uh, but they're going to be the last of their type, probably because there's been been company after company that have come out and said, look, we're going to be all electric by 2030, or we're going to be all electric by 2025. Some of them, Toyota just announced that they're electrifying, which they were a big holdout. Um, and that's other interesting news. Toyota just eclipsed GM for 2021 as the most voluminous car reseller. or car manufacturer in the United States. So they crazy. they sold more cars in the U S than GM by a, by a small margin. So pretty, pretty big deal that that has happened. But SUVs of the year, I mean, the Bronco comes out, we're getting, we're starting to see more and more Grenadier. details around the Grenadier, the Grenadier. Yeah. I mean, Grenadier not available. These things are yet.
1: always a little bit ambiguous. Like what was the best in 2021? And then because yeah. some car companies or some car magazines or outlets or whatever you want to call yourselves, they'll be like, it has to have been delivered. You had to be able to buy it in 2021. Sure. And I think for SUVs that you could buy in 2021 Bronco.
0: Yeah, for sure. The 392 is
1: an interesting- Like I would buy a 392 over a Bronco, but- um, Why? I mean, that's just like, it's such an interest. They're both so great. Because the the Bronco has the interior of, like, honestly, I liked the interior of the Ford Maverick with a $19,000 starting point. Yeah. More than I liked the interior of the Bronco that was sent to us at a
0: $63,000 sticker. Mm-hmm. Although we did experience that same kind of feathering of the plastic that we had with the Bronco and the Maverick. And I realized it was actually just the button of my jacket. From having yeah. my arm there, Um, so it wasn't even trying to be the interior. Like it does there's scratch no excuse really for it easy because yeah. By now they
1: should have durable interiors because the interior of the F one fifty and the Super Duty is top notch. It's very durable. It's very well made. Yeah, and you know the the Super Duty isn't that much more of an expensive vehicle than the Bronco. Yeah, but you're just not getting like for like. I mean, a top shelf Bronco is nearly the same price as a top shelf Raptor and you're not getting the same value on the, on the interior components. Yeah. yeah, You know, you get a smaller engine, smaller, everything, but the
0: the thing about the Bronco that really impressed me was the technology that they brought to bear. The lockers work better than anything on the market because they instantly turn on and off. Even when you have driveline wind up and bind, the sway bar disconnect is super cool. It's super cool. You could the be,
1: chassis is fantastic. Yeah, it's like, really good. Like like really whatever the, the the first refresh of the Bronco is is going to be fantastic. You know, it could not have been easy for Ford to really bring this vehicle to market during the pandemic. I mean, totally, this industry has the auto industry, the overland industry, anything automotive aftermarket has been hit. Really, really hard by supply chains. And I think, I think, you know, that's why when we get into the later things, we haven't seen a huge amount of innovation. Yeah. You know, because half of the companies are too busy just copying what these small mom and pop businesses are doing. And then the other half are just struggling to survive. So they just keep doing, you know what they're doing. I just, I commend Ford for bringing the Bronco back. I'm really excited to see what it, there's always been, here's why, because I'm a Jeep guy, because now, now there's, there's a lighter under Jeep's ass. And now all the guys we know at, at Jeep or Stellantis, it's the stupidest name. Um, Now they have, they have a reason to go to the accountant that actually runs them and say, I want to do this. And that's
0: how things like the 392 happen. Totally. You know, I mean, yeah. Think of Wranglers today. You can get a, you want a diesel Wrangler? You got it. Sure. You want a manual transmission Wrangler? You got it. You want a V8 Hemi Wrangler? You got it. Yep. You want a Wrangler with a pickup truck on the back? You got a Gladiator. Well, and you know, there's been all these reports with this. Which is so cool. So cool.
1: Have you heard about the the Twin Turbo 6? No. Yeah. So they just went into production in, in Satia, Mexico on the next generation engine that will okay. kind of replace the five seven. And it's supposed to go in the gladiator, it's supposed to go in the 1500, it's supposed to go in a, a, a variety of things. Probably, but it's a straight straight turbo. It's basically the, the four liter turbo that they have right now, which is itself an Alfa Romeo sourced engine. Um, and then they've added two cylinders. Wow. From, from what I understand. And, uh, That's going to be an interesting one.
0: I love those small displacement turbos that Ford put out. Yeah.
1: They rip. They rip. They're, they're super cool. I mean, you know, turbocharging's great. Cars are just great right now. They like, really, they really, they you know, like they really like, have gotten that's good. That's the only thing I can nitpick on the Bronco is like. Yeah, I'd the say, top and the interior. It's the like, top it's, and the interior. Just, something like, there's just that didn't come together. That one in Toya Tuck that like.
0: Yeah, the snow got like, like Like it was like a blizzard. And <laughs> Which something. I don't know if you can really blame the Bronco for that. Like any, did it, it's, it's, did it's it have a soft tuck. top? I think was, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know why you'd live in Tuck and buy a soft top Wrangler. Or maybe it's somebody that traveled up there, who knows. I think the dude
1: lived there Did they? There, oh, that's amazing.
0: There. Well, good for him.
1: Yeah. Talk um, about
0: being optimistic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, bring on the global warming. I've got yeah. my soft top Bronco in time,
1: but it's Ford. They have some of the best engineers in the world. They're going to, they're going to figure, yeah, they'll they'll, figure it they'll out. They'll totally figure yeah. that
0: out. And, um, and Ford has done some fun things. I mean, we're going to move on to trucks next, but like Maverick. The, the Maverick is like, it is charming. The, it it is summed up as the most charming little truck yeah. I've ever driven. I mean, it reminds me of like you said it best. I think a Chevy S ten. Yeah, like when they had those bare bones, Just super like simple work trucks. Yep, that that's my truck of the year
1: for this year. That. That I drove. No, I drove. I guess I technically drove it in you 2022. Drove it. Oh, you did. Okay. But it was available. You looked in 20- at it in 2020. I looked at it in 2021. <laughs> I sat in it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That little thing was so cool. It, it was, was like, so fun. I'm, I'm driving this little night. It was what is $24,000 sticker. Correct. It had Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tires on
0: FX4 it. FX4 package, front skid plate. It was cool. 250 horsepower.
1: It was plenty fast. It was plenty comfortable. Yeah. Great inch ride 30 load height on the bed. Yep. If you actually use a truck And I'm not proclaiming to be somebody who actually uses a truck. But I like them. I like the idea. You drive of, a lot of them. I drive a lot of them. And you know, this means that when I go to the boutique garden store, I only have to lift the bag of mulch thirty inches, not like there you go, seventy-eight inches into a super duty <laughs> bed because they've yeah. gotten so over your tall. head. Yeah.
0: Totally. Um
1: <laughs> I think that it took a bit of cojones for Ford to launch that. Like you can totally. sit back and be like, Why?
0: Because And they're selling a ton of them.
1: You can buy I went to Laura and I was like, We should buy one because then I can we have this really unfair thing in our relationship where she won't drive a pickup truck, but she says I have to drive a pickup truck. Got it. I'm not saying that I dislike pickup trucks, but like I'd probably rather drive a wagon. They just make a little bit
0: more sense. and sure. More better dac space, storage. Better better dog better storage for the dog. Like you could just like buy one. It might be the perfect car for Laura because it's like a Subaru. It's got and it's a better all-wheel drive system than the Subarus I've tested, and it has a little pickup truck bed on the back. But you'd have to run that by my dog. Ah, gotcha. Uh, he's got a lot more room in the Subaru. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That's true. hardstock Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. World. I was, we've done some great testing with it and we're, it's clear that it is not a full, it is not intended to be a recreational no, four no. drive vehicle. So I just want to preface that. Like I'm not making claims of extreme capability when compared to like a tremor or a, or a TRD pro no, Tacoma. No. It, it's it got limited ground clearance. It doesn't have a lot of underbody protection, but for someone who would look at a a Subaru or they want, or they want to pick up, but they they also wanted to drive really well and get yeah. great gas mileage. It got 30 miles a gallon for me when I drove it down to Phoenix. So it it's really, I think going to be a great solution for a bunch of People it and has, it is not bad off road. It, it is, it has more payload compared.
1: than a Tacoma, it does 1500 pounds, more pound payload, payload than a Raptor. It yep. has more payload than a Gladiator Rubicon. Yeah. It has more payload than a TRX.
0: Nearly the same payload as a Power Wagon. It's within 76 pounds of the Power it's, Wagon. It's interesting. Yeah, like, totally. It'll tow 4,000 pounds. Make sure that those that are considering buying one, make sure you get the max tow package because it gets you lower axle gearing. And that's the one challenge off-road is there's no low range. Yeah. So And in reverse, it's like half of the reduction of the first gear. So if you get into something and you got to reverse out of it, yeah. you may not have enough gearing. So get the max tow package but it is it is a super charming little truck
1: i dug it i just imagine putting like you know one of those tonneau covers yeah and then like a like a like a folding roof tent on it totally and like driving south yeah because so it's durable and it has it has everything you need to just be durable and store stuff and no it's question quiet and comfortable no question and it starts at 19,990 yep. or yep.
0: something yeah it's just under 20 grand if you get a two-wheel drive hybrid which gets 40 something miles of the gallon in the city
1: yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like I think the, they're going to the be super diesel popular option on full size trucks is $10,000 now.
0: Mm-hmm. Now it's half the price of a brand yeah. new.
1: I, I'm saying fabric. that is, I mean, it goes up I, like the high output Cummins is 12 something, you know? So like, here's this, it's expensive. That's half of the price of a decently well-equipped car that we drove.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a really fun vehicle for those that are, are looking for getting to the hiking trail, something that kind of does it all and gets good gas mileage and is really affordable. Yeah. Yeah, check out the Maverick. I was it's it really impressed me. Um the Tremor, we went into super details around trucks for the Truck of the Year podcast that we did a few episodes ago. So we'll refer everybody to that. The Tremor is really good. The I tremor think for overlanding,
1: because that came out that package was first made available in 2021. Yeah. Like it actually hit the
0: market. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It's super capable. And the fact that you can get a diesel. So you kind of end up with almost a power wagon capability. The power wagon is more capable. There's no question about it. A lot of suspension difference. Yeah. Mostly Mm -hmm. the the softness of the springs, a lot more articulation. Front end, the coil sprung rear end. Disconnectable sway bar. Front locking differential, not a front. Uh, Limited mechanical limited slip. But for overlanding purposes, carrying a heavy load, putting a camper on the back and going into remote technical areas, uh, I think that the Tremor is definitely a win. I've been driving this 1500 GMC AT4, and I am absolutely in love with the drivetrain. If you're interested in a half ton truck, make sure you at least drive the diesel three liter, the turbo diesel three liter uh, GMC or Chevy variant. Uh, The motor is magic. It gets Better gas mileage than any car I've ever owned. What are you getting? Consistent, like even with the camper. Upwards of 14. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) With the camper on the top, I can still get 19 miles a gallon. That's really good. That's really good. And if the camper's off of it and I keep my foot out of it, it'll get mid to high twenties. And people of course have hyper them much more than yeah. that. So
1: I don't get
0: good gas mileage in my pickup truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, let's talk about your truck. Speaking of trucks, yeah, it's kind of your um, truck of the year. Other well, than I guess I just
1: said the Maverick. I mean like the Maverick's like the realist. Okay. I'm going to allow, my, I'm making my own rules. Okay? <laughs> okay. So my like realistic, cool truck of 2020 Ford Maverick, um, awesome truck of 20. I said, 2020. 2021 escaped me. I said, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> 2021. Coolest truck that came out in 2021. It's 2021 model year deliveries didn't really start until like December, 2020, January, 2021 is, is the Ram TRX, that truck. We beat the crap out of it on the rebel rally. Like Chris Walker was driving and I, I lent it to him, uh, for, for a media support vehicle for the event. And he he's being like, Really. And he's a professional off-road driver. Sure. Super great dude. And then like we'd get somewhere because I'd be in the earth roamer and then we're in like Dumont and Dunes and he's like, he's like being very respectful. Then just here comes Matt, like, you know, highlighting. <laughs> <and like, "Wah!" laughs> yeah. it, it's just, it hasn't had a single check engine light. It hasn't had anything go wrong with it in a lot of off-road miles. Um, it's incredibly comfortable inside. It's quiet inside. It's well made. I, I just like the
0: breadth of capability is something else.
1: Yeah. Like, like it's, isn't it four set
0: four seconds zero to sixty?
1: You know it's it's something it's something around that. Yeah. Um. But uh, I I think Motor Trend did it in like three nine. Yeah. All I know is that it moves.
0: I launch it regularly in, in the our, parking lot. in our parking lot, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I think I like the. I mean the you truck use it. Yeah. It, the number of times I've seen you smiling from ear to ear in that truck or giddy in some variant because yeah. of driving it. I mean that that and of it's itself is a great reason to buy a car. It's, it's it's really fun, it's really well made. You said it's the best grand touring vehicle you've ever
1: owned? Easy. Like if if I'm going to drive across the country tomorrow, that's that's that is the that is one of the best cars that you could take. Honestly, like the Raptors also in that category, the Raptor gets a lot better gas mileage and has a better fuel range, but the, there
0: is something about 700 of the horses that is pretty There insane. is
1: something with 700 horsepower and then yeah. it's being swaddled in Alcantara and carbon fiber, yeah. um, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's that's my truck of the year. I mean, just just hats off to those guys for just the only thing that I would change is they, on the, the center console, they put this plate that has like your VIN on it and the horsepower and whatever. So what that means is in the summer, it brands you <laughs> like, like I probably have you a have- TRX to two. <laughs> somewhere on my forearm. <laughs> and then in the winter, it freezes you. Yeah. Exactly. It's just sadistic. Yeah. I hate it. Uh, that's, um, funny. that's my complaint. Your one
0: complaint. I got one
1: it. complaint. Really good truck.
0: Yeah. It's cool. So, it looks great too. Um, motorcycles. Yeah. I think I. you I rode more new motorcycles this year. Than I rode I a lot of new motorcycles this year. Everything from the Ducati to the uh, Aprilia Toreg and I would say that it, it's, it's impossible to pin it down to one for me because yeah. what has happened that is worth noting is the mid range or the mid sized adventure bikes are better than they've ever been before. So the complaint with the big adventure bikes has always been that they are so heavy and cumbersome and, and, but you bought them because they had the horsepower or they had the the electronics that made yeah. it comfortable to cruise. Whereas now you can get a, a Husqvarna 701 they long have, range. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's got 300 miles of range and it's got a great off-road suspension. It's relatively comfortable to ride. It's the more off-road, you know, biased one. You can you can get the 790 or the 890 KTM, which are both they both rip off-road and they're much more streetable now. They have a lot, they have traction control and they have other things that, that make motorcycling safer and actually more effective. Uh, the, the one that, uh, I think is really impressive too, is like the Norton 701 looks great. It's based on the KTM looks, looks super cool, like kind of retro. That's another one. That's really great. The, uh, the Yamaha 710 array, like that's another like midway bike. But the one that I rode that I kind of personally enjoyed the most was the Aprilia Toreg. Uh, and that was because it does have cruise control. It's got a much more comfortable seat. It's it's also like really fun to, to ride fast on the road, okay. which- a lot of travel ends up like on twisty roads in Colombia, And the fact that you can like drag a knee if you dare, it's, it's really great. So I really like the bike because it's 12,000 bucks to get an Italian made adventure motorcycle. That is pretty fun. So. I feel like,
1: and, and maybe this is just the perspective of getting slightly older and not being incredibly young, but motorcycles just seem to, they've stayed the same price. Yeah. They haven't really fluctuated in price that much. And as cars continue to just get more and more and more and more expensive, there's just this interesting value mm. of of some of these, you know, very premium motorcycles totally um
0: like. no that's such a great point you could for twenty five thousand dollars, you can get the best of the best bmw gs adventure yeah. or maybe 28 I feel like they they've been the same price for like they have been fairly years they've been fairly close and maybe to the same that's price.
1: a a factor of there's just not as many
0: people riding I, I don't know i don't i yeah i'm not sure and a special thanks to this week's sponsor the medic when you're heading out, you don't want anything to hold you back. Whether you're planning a week-long adventure or a quick overnight trip to your favorite outdoor spot, we've got you. The Dometic's CFX-3 powered cooler is designed with any size adventure in mind. The CFX-3 allows you to bring more of your favorite food and drink along for the ride, no matter how far you plan to go. Available in multiple sizes, the CFX three is built for the demands of outdoor use and comes with a handy app that gives you complete control at your fingertips. It's the state of the art designed for rugged use cooler that you can rely on and enjoy for years to come.
1: I'm not sure I, I have to say that like the as vehicle speeds have gone up, as distracted drivers have gone up. Yeah. The appeal of motorcycling to me is less. Yeah. Um, I love off-road motorcycle riding. I've just had
0: so- What a great workout that is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I need to do that. I've gotten fat. The end of 2020- You have not. (laughs) The end of of 2021 made my pants very tight. (laughs) Um, Pebble Beach followed by wedding, followed by honeymoon, followed by-
0: and you've worked a lot this year too, so working you've been, a lot, yeah, yeah, you've been sitting down a lot, and not traveling,
1: yeah, boo, poor Matt, poor Matt. Let's all show sympathy for for Matt, yeah. So yeah, the
0: so the yeah you do, yeah you're working hard, man. Proud of you. This is all very
1: sarcastic.
0: I mean, I work really hard, like it's like super hard, but yeah. don't feel sorry for me. Um, so yeah, the midweight adventure bikes are money. They're just my my, gold. my gold. pick of the year, as always, is the 2021 KTM 450 Factory Rally Edition.
1: Um, you cannot buy it though, sorry, but it's the best. There you go. Well, you've heard it here. If you're going to race the Dakar, <laughs> yeah,
0: we're Which just cross going cross. Lichtenstein really quickly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which actually, I mean, you know, my, my favorite two wheel powered vehicle of 2021 is my little, uh, my little electric scooter that I bought. (laughs) What, 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 who Segway? It is a Segway. segway. We've got this little like gas station. Like (laughs) it's like a six minute walk. Yeah. I can get there in like 45 seconds on my little scooter.
0: (laughs) I can tell when, like when your watch or something tells you to, to do your to stand up, yeah. Cause it, like here comes Matt stand up and go to Red Bull. He's on the sc- scooter, pew, Red Bull back. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> little electric scooter. There you go. There you um, go. Trailer of the year. Yeah. This one. So this is where, We had some like, this is where it starts to bog down. It does. And, and the reality is that until there are some things that are happening in the trailer market that are good, there's more trailers that you can live inside, which is in my mind, one of the few reasons to pull a trailer is that you can bring along Mm. comfort and maybe a foul weather suitability that you can't build into a truck. I'm just not going to post something if I can't open a door and then like go inside of it. And that's just my opinion. It it, It works for some people though. So there's sometimes you have to do that. So like, let's say you've got a forerunner and you have Two or three kids, then you're probably you're probably gonna you're probably gonna pull a trailer. Yeah. If you've got a two-door Wrangler and it's you and a kid or a dog and a partner or whatever, you I can see why some people would just pull a lightweight trailer behind their vehicle. If you can build the systems into the truck, build the systems into the truck. So that way, when you're on that shelf road in Colorado and the trees down and you've got to back up, I mean, how do you do that? Like, I mean, I've been in those situations and it takes you, you burn the trailer, <laughs> like off the edge. You, it goes. You, you wait until that guy
1: comes along that really knows how to back a trailer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you just wait for like weeks. The, the roof. There's, there's a roof. Our building's collectively got hit by hail yeah. like over the summer. Like
0: looks like a frag bomb went off. And
1: like I'm looking out my door today and there's a guy that just like comes barreling in in the super duty with this big stuff trailer that you put stuff in. Sure. Like the ones that say like big ticks. Yeah. And this dude just like, boom, bam, just like perfectly backs a trailer. I'm like, that guy knows how to back a trailer. I don't know how to back a trailer like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: They terrify me yeah. I mean, I can do it, but I'm like, it, it takes, it's a commitment. And so from my perspective is if you're going to tow something that just has a roof tent on it, just put the roof tent on top of your car. Yeah. Endeavor to do that. Yeah. And so the smaller trailers are less appealing yeah. to me, but we're starting to see smaller trailers that you can sleep inside with heaters and yeah, protect, protection like, from the elements. Like and teardrop all that. teardrop trailers, 2.0. Totally. Yeah. And I think that that has a lot of merit. I think that a lot of people are looking at living inside a trailer. So like an Airstream or, or a trailer that has a bathroom and a shower and all those in that, those kinds of things make mm-hmm. sense because you can't build those fully inside a vehicle unless it's a, a camper that built into a vehicle. So I think that Trailers like that are changing. Now, what needs to happen next is that they need to improve the quality. Yeah, Um, We are just encountering test unit after test unit after test unit with multiple system failures, uh, multiple fit and finish failures. So I think that that's my biggest concern is we've got trailers are coming along. They're starting to meet the needs of the consumer and they're starting to be more appropriate. For yeah, purchase, like just but there's, there's a few trailers on the
1: market that are they they look really appealing and honestly for the price of what they actually sell for I I can't disagree I mean you know the RV industry which is rapidly merging with the overland industry yeah um you know you can have a hundred and twenty thousand dollar trailer but it'll actually sell for like twelve cents and a Snickers bar or something yeah sure. Like, like the, the MSRP, like once in 2021, they sold for MSRP. Sure. And and that's about it, you know? So I don't know, like there's a lot of, for an off-road trailer, there's a lot of systems to be, to be built into them. Um, yeah. But what we're really starting to get here with, I'm going to say the off-road caravan type trailer, you know, something that you can live inside of something that's like a typical RV trailer because all of these are coming out of China Yeah. and kind of the provenance of these things is, you know, Australia really innovated in that segment. Um, late nineties, early two thousands. Um, and the market became large enough. Australians have a lot of money and a a lot of them just that as a pastime for that country. So they, so they use it. Well, then they started exporting manufacturing to China and now there's just been so much turnover and whatever that there are just companies in China that make these trailers. I'm I'm sure that you can find, if if you, if you're looking at an off-road trailer, I'm not going to name names, but then you go to alibaba.com and you type in off-road caravan or off-road trailer you're, you're going to find something that's very, very similar sure. uh, uh, to that. And there's these markets in in Australia that, um, you know, they kind of do like you buy them, it's built in China and it shows up and you know, they sell them for X amount per week or X amount per month, um, and and they're they're the low end mm. um, because they have domestic manufacturers that are still doing the high end, the the brooder trailers and and sure. stuff like that that are the ones innovating. Well, the the, the T new, bands and yeah, stuff the like new that, yeah. trailers that are on the market over here are the ones that have been on the market over there for a long time. I'm not saying that they don't serve a purpose. I'm not saying that they don't offer actually a pretty good value. Because most RV trailers over here are just of such poor quality that the quality that even these Chinese trailers offer
0: is still pretty good. Yeah, for sure. And we've seen some of them that are very livable. It's just it'll be nice to see when when that quality requirement starts to come into play because the reality, and and I I heard this uh, from one of the camper manufacturers, he said that the average camper or trailer buyer only uses it two weekends a year. So if you only have to use it two weekends a year, you probably don't notice those quality issues that much. Whereas a typical overland traveler is going to use it a lot more or maybe even live out of it. So they're going to degrade very rapidly. So I'm looking forward to when we start to see like earth cruiser and earth roamer level quality. Quality, trailers available uh, and hopefully that 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 comes with time and and right now what people most people pick is an airstream yeah uh, we see a lot of people that they tow an airstream and they park it and, and then they drive their truck around wherever they want it's to go inevitable off road.
1: that um the collective Elkhart lake manufacturers sure is, is it Elkhart lake or no Elkhart lake is in wisconsin where the racetrack is Elkhart, indiana there you go that's ones where road america is one is where staple guns and glue and horrible All things are made they'll eventually start to see an opportunity there i, I mean, think like so airstreams thor who owns like everyone else in the world sure. yeah i don't know it's interesting so i mean it's hard to to say so yeah i can't pin down there's like the trailer of the year the trailer of the year because while there the are new things on the market they're not actually when you look into it they're not actually that new yeah i guess is what i would say so on the camper front we've seen some some really cool stuff there's the earth cruiser terra nova that came out in 2021. Yep. That's a pretty cool truck.
0: Totally. And it's, they've got manufacturing down. They've got quality down. It's owned by people. It's owned by the founders. Yeah. They still care about quality. They still do their own versions of adventures around the world. So we see, st- we see good quality out of that. Uh, a couple of years ago, the earth roamer, X- you know, the, their, their new carbon version yeah. came out, which is LTI.
1: Yeah. The LTI is really cool. Mike McMahon, got, Mike McMod gets all the cool stuff, all the cool toys. Yeah. Um, yeah. The LTI is cool, but that's more of a, I guess more of a 2021, 20, probably a yeah, probably 20, thing you know the uh i I think launched in 2021 camper style i i do like the version two go fast camper yeah it just looks really cool like looks great you know i saw a couple like um my buddy jackson has one on his Aev prospector and it just like it looks cool like there's thought that's gone into it it's you know but it's very much a truck bed that you can camp in totally the way i look at the gfc stuff um you know that's the school the scout camper that you got those are really starting to hit the market yeah, in 2021.
0: I couldn't be happier with it. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was a camper that I paid for myself and, and yeah. there's been, the only issue that I've had with the camper was the, was the water tank. And it's not the tank that's built in. It's just like a Man, life, I told lifesaver. you we
1: got this on this podcast, that thing was going to leak. Yeah. And they it, always
0: leak. Yeah. So it, yeah, the lifesaver Jerry can does not work on its side, but they don't work upright either. <laughs> well, I haven't had any trouble with them upright, but, on its side, it definitely doesn't, it doesn't work yet. everywhere. Yeah. Super cool concept. Then you get pressurized water that's filtered. And yeah. So if you can, I've finally got it where it doesn't leak, but it, it was like a bunch of rescue tape and yeah. changing seals and a bunch yeah. of things to try to keep it from leaking and and now it doesn't leak but overall super happy with the camper and it's the fact that it's also it's durable it's simple and it's affordable that's kind of a rare combination like, to they're, find they're in the low 20s yeah it depends on what like an olympic or olympia can can be in the 20s the kenai that i have is in the high 20 mid to high 20s yeah So they're great. uh, They're very, very good value, and it's because they're very simple. So me, I just wanted a four season shell that I could sleep in comfortably. Yeah, um, and have a heater. And I love the little Dickinson. Dickinson Yeah, the little Dickinson sailboat heater that's in there. Yeah, I love it. So yeah, for me, I'm I'm super happy customer of that. So
1: yeah, it'll be interesting. I think in 2022, because that's the year that we're now in, we're going to see more hard sided campers. Yep. I think we're going to see these are Matt's predictions for 2022 in the camper segment. I think we're going to see less vans. I think we've hit peak van. Like the moment I started seeing peak van life, at the moment I started seeing not another sprinter bumper stickers, I'm like
0: touche. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, there's so many, so many vans out there right now, and we're going to continue to see them. But oh yeah, they're, I'm, they're I'm gonna hoping
0: continue to be popular, but. Full-size trucks with campers are going to be. Full size trucks with campers. It's going to uh, be the change. Like
1: that's why the Earth Cruiser Terra Nova really interests me. You know, this is just me personally. I I have never been able to talk myself into driving a Mitsubishi Fuso or Cantor. Yeah. I just does it, it just doesn't work for me.
0: They're pretty fatiguing. Like when yeah. I drove that one around Australia, it was like you're sitting on top of the front axle and it's pretty fatiguing.
1: They don't have a lot of power, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But for a pure travel truck, Make so much sense. Totally. Once Sticking you are in a container in the yep. US, like I mean hundred percent Earth Roamer for the US, yep. Earth Cruiser for everywhere else. Yep. But these new diesel, well, you don't have to get it in a diesel. You can get it with the 7-3 Godzilla. You can get it on any of the platforms, with that mm-hmm. Terra Nova. I, I like that style. Yeah. Um
0: it's got it's, makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot
1: of sense. And there's the AT Atera. Terra. Yep that came out, which, you know, in collaboration
0: with Turnoverland, mm-hmm. I think Turnoverland developed it. They did. And yeah. I think they developed the structure and then Mario and his team from AT Overland, they developed the interior yeah. systems. Yeah.
1: Stuff like that's really cool to see, to see coming out. But, uh, I, yeah, I it's think definitely a world ready. We're going to start seeing more integrated vehicles. Yeah, I, I, I like to think because it makes a lot of sense. You know, eventually people are going to tire of, Buying the camper and then buying the flatbed. I mean, there's clearly a market for it because people are spending. You know, by the time you buy a good flatbed, a good camper, and a, and a good truck outfitted, you're at two hundred thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, somewhere between one hundred and fifty and two hundred. Yeah, and I think that's why the the vans have stayed with it because you can go buy a van for fifty grand and then you have build the it shelter. Out. You can. And you can build it out yourself at your leisure because yeah, <laughs> you've yeah. got, and, and that's why the vans have, have done well. Vans are cool. All right. So let's get into the EVs. So EVs are coming. It's going to be more and more a point of reality for us. Yeah. We're going to see people traveling um, in a more definitely
1: and Definitely EV of the year for me is the Ram TRX. <laughs> so, so let, 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 let's continue on this podcast, which has turned a little bit into Matt's soapbox. Um, I, I've got a buddy who in December of 2020 bought a Rivian, which by now, you know, they're, they're advertising that they're delivering them. Um, I think Rivians are cool. They're delivering them to like early investors in the company. They're they're delivering in very small numbers in, in reality. So he bought one and put his deposit down in December, 2020. So that is, you know, over (laughs) a year ago now he won't get it until the summer of 2023. So, I would have to say as far as Rivian stuff goes and EV adoption, 2021 was a bit, would have to have been a big year. So I'm like like I was thinking about buying one and I'm like, "Well, but but he ordered it over a year ago and yeah. he's not going to get it for a year and a half."
0: Sure. So, when would you ever see it?
1: By the time I buy that yeah. car, it's going to be outdated.
0: That's that's the one challenge that Rivian will have is that we've because seen that we've is, seen the car for a long time. We've seen it for a long time, and it is a very handsome truck. I like the fact that it looks it looks more traditional in it, its styling. I do like that a
1: I, lot. I you know I like the Rivian team. We spent a bunch of time with them um, on the Rebel Rally. Sure. They had a vehicle competing in it. So we spent a lot of time with them. It's it's really cool, but- Making uh, cars is hard. But making cars yeah. is hard and yeah. learning how to make cars is hard. Meanwhile, I can, I'll, by the time, if I placed an order for a Rivian right now, I suspect I will be able to buy an EV on a showroom floor from the big three manufacturers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. GM just announced their- Just announced the
1: Colorado? Or their, no, their- Silverado. Silverado. EV
0: they have Ford has just doubled, doubled production, production of the lightning the Hummer EV is
1: delivering in the same way that Rivian is. it's
0: kind of coming out right now for the for the 112 grand model so this is all hitting so you hopefully you want you, to you, want, you want to see him succeed so they they were certainly playing in white space they came up with a really attractive unit with a bunch of great technology but they've got to start delivering cars or else it'll just be there in there in the wake of
1: yeah I mean it, it it, it would take Gusto to be in that space because there is there's a lot of things Americans do really, really well. We are the undisputed king of pickups. True. Thailand actually may argue. I think there's more pickup trucks made in Thailand and owned as an overall percentage of vehicles than America.
0: Interesting. Interesting
1: fact. Hilux, Colorado, uh, Isuzu D-Max, you know, they're all built there.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know the diesel motor that goes in the Colorado?
0: Yeah, gotcha.
1: Made there. But you're staring that you're staring down the barrel of the F one fifty going the big electron, three, sure. yeah, going an sure. EV. And yeah, for sure. Know, I, I read a thing today that like almost weekly, Stellantis is change that name. Like, <laughs> I don't care what weird company has to buy you, but I will take anything but Stellantis. You know, they're weekly updating their 1500 <laughs> EV platform. Yeah, you know, they're they're watching what's coming out, and they're like, "Cool, well, we're gonna make this change, this change, this change, sure. this change." And they know how to make cars and they have established supply chain relationships. So, um, boy.
0: But it's coming. So EVs are, they're here and yeah. they're and they're coming quickly. And it's exciting to see that technology because it's, it's also, let's just say we dismiss yeah. EVs entirely. <clears throat> they inspired the automotive manufacturers to make more interesting internal combustion engine cars. Yeah, for sure. So like, that's how we ended up with the TRX and yeah. all of these super fast internal combustion cars. So yeah. they're coming. And I think that the advantage that the big three has is that you're already going to be concerned about buying something that's so tech heavy. So the fact that you can go to the local dealership and get it serviced, like where do you get the Rivian serviced? And it's a very complex vehicle. You
1: know, it's a, it's a problem that Tesla solved. Yep. Um, you know, Tesla was just shy of delivering a million vehicles. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Um, you know, congrats to them. Uh, uh, you know, American companies are leading innovation in EVs. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, yet, Americans really aren't buying them in the same percentages, but again, it'll come. Bigger distances. America, yeah, and it'll- like, like I looked at, I looked at buying a a, a a Taycan, or no, sorry, I'm going to say this properly. Ziposha Taycan Cross Turismo. Impressive car. Uh, beautifully designed. It is the, the the manufacturing and the build quality that you would expect from Porsche. It's a great car that happens to be EV. And it's like a 220 mile
0: EPA range. Sure. So that's Phoenix and back if you're lucky.
1: And then I started looking into the reality of like living in Prescott with an electric car. Um, there is downtown, there's, there's, there's two chargers. There's one at a hotel, which I'm not going to go to. And there's one in front of another hotel that's near founding fathers. Some parts of the country just aren't ready for it yet. And that's yeah. what we kind of decided. But I think that that's going
0: to rapidly change. Oh, for sure. yeah, um, It's going to come very quickly.
1: I, 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 you know, I wonder how, how the EV thing will, will affect overlanding, whether these older cars and I say older, I mean, stuff that's in production right now will just become a little bit more desirable. I mean, like, yeah. like 10 or 15 years ago, you didn't want to touch anything from the two thousands. That was mainly Land Rover. If I'm being honest. Yeah. Sure. You know, You wanted the basic stuff with no computers or whatever, but then they figured out electronics. Totally. Well, eventually they'll figure out
0: range. Yeah, that's the thing. They'll figure it all out, and there's always going to be a place for internal combustion in some capacity. And you know, it's like when the automotive when the, when the automobile came, the horses didn't go away. They just they just became something that people did for for fun or recreation yeah, or, yeah. or on their ranch. So you're going to continue to see internal combustion vehicles are just gonna be not as common as they are now. Yeah,
1: and I think that they'll be cool. I mean, we've kind of figured them out. But the that's year. exciting to see what's gonna happen. Yeah. I hope I wasn't like too hard on I think they're a super cool company. But
0: well, you just you, you well you you're pulling for them. You want them want to be them successful, successful but if they wait too long, the the is gonna look dated and they're gonna get and by, I'm not bypassed saying by that bigger it's, manufacturers. Boom,
1: it's super easy to do. What they're doing is gotta so, be one of the hardest things in the world for,
0: for manufacturer sure. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, and to do it at volume, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. we wish them all the EV best. EV the year
1: for me, Rivian. I'd have. I, I. They have two. They've got the truck and they've got the, the SUV. Um, both really cool. Gear of the year. Gear is another thing. Is like I feel like there's just a lot of unnecessary widgets
0: that came out this year. So, so you like your your electric scooter? Like, I like what, yeah. what's the stuff that even if we like, let's say that we just abandon the idea that there's some totally new exciting overland piece of kit. Let's just go with what, like, what. What have you been kind of falling in love with? What have you been using? You like you like your Apple headphones? You like you like your you scooter?
1: Know, yeah, I got those head the the Apple like the big ones? Yeah. But they're really heavy.
0: Ah gotcha. Like like
1: to the point where like hurts. if you're running, <laughs> they'll kind of like fall off and then they'll like come crashing to the ground. Oh wow. And they're they're they need to make them lighter. Got I it. get that they're supposed to be premium feeling or whatever, but they're really heavy. Jeez. I think the the geary techie thing that I adopted most in 2021. Uh, it was
0: probably Gaia. Yeah, yeah. I
1: really started planning routes and trips in that because with the Apple CarPlay integration, it's it's a pretty big thing. Um, I still find it better for planning routes and stuff. I, I know there's Onyx, but it, Onyx has this weird, I don't like their maps. Like mm. if you're a map geek, I think Gaia is better. Um, Onyx, it, it, you know, they like they highlight, they do this like fluorescent highlight of all these it can routes. Get
0: bu- it can get busy. It's
1: super busy. Yeah.
0: Um, you can turn those layers off, which help, but yeah, it, what I do like is the very clean display of the map on Gaia. And I, and so this is one of the yeah. things that I love is all the different map layers you can get. So you can get like old school topos, like from 1900. Gaia or Gaia? Gaia. We're talking Gaia, not Onyx. Gaia. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can get all the old stuff. You I love lo- so many maps. So people- I, I can get like the, the original topo map of Prescott where it shows all the mines and where all of the,
1: I downloaded that one after you showed it. So,
0: it's so, it's so Fun to be on a trail and be like, oh, there's a mine right up over there, and sure enough, it's there. So that's
1: really here's fun. here's a few of my favorite ones. They have a light pollution
0: map. Oh, interesting.
1: Which um, you can do it as a layer. You can layer maps, and I've been using that as a reference when I want to get away, I'm like, are there lights around? And you can actually start to see where the remote places in the country are based on light pollution. Cause if yeah. there's lights, there's, there's people. Um, they have cell coverage maps, which I've have been really useful if we're kind of working from the road on the earth sure. roamer. Um, that, that's really handy. They have a, uh, a wildfire map that shows you what areas have burned heard about recently. That. That's a really cool. It's also gotten really glitchy since outside magazine bought it. Like I have this many of the same layers that there's like, <laughs> 15 satellite topo and yeah. feet. It, it has been getting a little glitchy for me.
0: That's so. good to know. I had a, there was a period of time where the tracks weren't recording, po- you know, reliably. And oh, that's, never that's been stuff. That's been fixed. um But yeah, they, yeah, you just, that's why you got to have multiple options. That's mm. why I still bring a Garmin Overlander with me is because I want to have two sources of my track. Oh, just because we use it, those we, we use it for editorial So.
1: Yeah. I, the, the, the GPS things that go on your dash I'm just, it's like, it's like using a worse version of your cell phone.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, nice it's good it. just have to have redundancy. That has
1: all the redundancy. There you go. There you go. The text. I liked it because I had a the keyboard. There XD you go. Thing. Yeah.
0: InReach is big thing. That's a big deal.
1: Yeah, I guess that would probably be a techie thing that I liked in 21 as I got like the big, the big one that's orange and I don't yeah. know what it's really called. It's yeah.
0: it's the in-reach with the GPS built in.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's got the screen and you can text from totally. it and I get the weather. It's really handy to like, you're in the middle of totally nowhere. And you can see the weather because you you can download weather reports uh, for your No, You could,
0: you could open the door of the earth roamer and step out and see what the weather is. Mm. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I like the, I I like the Gaia one. That's good. Uh, For me, um, I'm just going to go with just the things that I've just totally been geeking on. So I've been, I've been using this aura ring for a few years now and they had Mm. a gen two which I owned, and then they came out with the Gen 3. So it basically allows you to have like a smartwatch but on your finger. And so it records your steps and it records your heart rate and it records. So it helps me recognize like what things are happening that maybe contribute to some stress and some increased heart rate. But what I really focus on is the sleep because I find that the better quality sleep I get, the more productive I am and the yeah. just the happier I am. So it's really useful for that. They're not a sponsor or anything. This is lit- I paid cash for it. It's just like, I like, yeah, I like this. It
1: sounds like a, like a cool idea. Like I got an
0: Apple watch for Christmas and I'm like, and
1: I'm kind of, i kind of gotten into
0: watches. Yeah. You like, you like, so do I. So I like old school watches. And, and uh, this is another thing that was really fun for so me is I was at Thanksgiving with my family and I was, and I got this watch winder, this wolf watch winder mm. for the, for the automatic watches that I've got. And my dad's like, you know, I think I've got this cool old watch. He's like, I bought it when I was in the Vietnam war and it was made by Seiko And he's like, I think I bought it in the late sixties or like maybe 69, 69 or 70. I'm like, dad, go get the watch. We got to check it out. So he goes and he shuffles around, you know, looking for the watch for 20, 30 minutes and he comes out and it's this. Seiko chronograph. Now in 1969, 1970, there was this battle going on of who was going to come out with the first automatic chronograph. And Zenith, I believe was one that did. And then there was a consortium of Swiss auto watchmakers that, that also produced a version. And then Seiko came out with one. So it's literally one of the first automatic chronographs. And this is my dad's watch. <laughs> so it's like, and it's super, it's a, it's the watch that Bruce Lee wore. I mean, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's a, Super it's the, cool. It was the first automatic chronograph in space was this, it, they called it the Pogue. It's a slightly different um, face of the watch than the one that my dad had, but it's the same yeah, movement yeah. and all that same, same vintage and everything. So it was for me like to get this super cool watch yeah. from my dad. So I want to wear my dad's watch, but I also want to keep track of my sleep and my heart rate yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. other yeah. stuff that helps me be a healthier human. So that's why I like the aura ring. So yeah, Matt and I have both gotten into watches mm. in the last couple of years. So same watches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those Um, that are listening, you want, if we want to geek out on watches, like send me a a thing on the, on the Instagrams. So the Aura Ring is super cool. My MacBook Pro that Apple finally fixed all the things that were terrible Mm. about the, their laptops forever. Like I actually have multiple USB-C ports. So it's for, it's back to being a great source for travel and producing content. So I've been really happy with the new MacBook pro. That's cool. But that as far as overlandy gear, there's just, there's just nothing that really stood out to me as being different that I wanted to talk about today or encourage people to buy, um, all the stuff that I had the year before works just as well. So
1: yeah, I've just got nothing on the overland front. I mean, I've got a lot of geeky snow peak stuff
0: that I got. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I just, well, Snowpeak stuff is awesome. Dometic did come out with this new water system, but it's not available yet. So we haven't had a chance to test it. It has a lot of merit, but we haven't had a, a chance to test it yet. So yeah. that should be, that should be a good one. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like
1: I have just geeked out so hard on the earth roamer in Yeah, 2021. I put this like 5g internet system in with this crazy external antenna. That was kind of cool. Perfect. Um, but I've been working, so I haven't been able to.
0: Use it. Yeah. I got the Starlink, which is amazing, but they don't let it, they don't let you move with it yet. So yeah. it's, oh, it's incredibly you cool. The
1: cats and Starlink were like, yeah, it, the, the dish surface it, is heated yeah, and the cats are like, that's so funny. Cats are like F your
0: internet. <laughs> yeah. They just, he was wondering why his internet wasn't working. And he looks outside and there's like four <laughs> cats sleeping on the dish. That is pretty funny. Um, so yeah. So no, no, no super exciting new oh, pieces of gear. Here's but. an interesting thing for travelers that
1: I've found. They now make double a AAA, CD, whatever replaceable batteries, but they charge by like micro USB or USB C who makes that. Uh, I found them on Amazon and there's like several manufacturers. So it's probably, so just, you plug it right into the battery itself, plug it right into the battery. Oh, that's itself. clever. Um, I've switched everything that we need in the earth Roamer over to that. Cause I don't want to be buying batteries and just throwing them away. Sure. Sure. Like re- replaceable batteries, non-rechargeable are not super great for the environment. No, I, would, yeah. I don't like, have the scientific data on that, but I yeah. would have to imagine that throwing it feels better to not throw it away. Feels yeah, better sure. to not throw it away. Sure. So, like, I've got this big mag light mounted on my door in case I have to like be a crackhead or something <laughs> outside of my earth rummer. and i like put like the the big lithium batteries in that <laughs>
0: because yeah. they were heavier or what but lithium's no, no, lighter no. so that you have less mass to smash with but i'm a ninja
1: <laughs> i'm not i'm not i got into yeah i got i also got into guns i got into hk's really heavy in 2021 yeah i i, I turned into an mp5 slut <laughs> yeah. i mean i even built an mp5 it's anything an sp5 like for the
0: Earth rumor, I've got that's it's my little It's got its gun. own little truck gun. I yeah. like that. No, the HK stuff is amazing. Yeah. I love my SP eighty-nine K that I was fortunate to buy off of John Lee at Expedition They're Awesome. I'm just like yeah. shooting a sewing machine. I don't know what else. A really, really a good, nice sewing machine. Yeah. Um
1: yeah. but uh gee, what else?
0: No, nah, fun. I mean, all it's all it's all fun stuff. I think we're just kind of pent up. I think we want to get out and travel. I want to get out and travel. And so the gear is not that exciting for me. It's part of my job. So I technically things. And I am certainly enthusiastic around it for that period of time. But yeah. when it comes to something I want to tell somebody to buy, it's like, I want, like I, I just want to buy a plane ticket to Johannesburg is what I, I, I really just, want. I just want that's to go want. like, I'm, I'm yeah. you
1: know, we're doing this big Alaska trip it is, is, is my big focus is we're going to spend a couple of months. We're going to do all the, 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 the fairly remote places in Northern Canada. I'm yeah. calling it my Alaska trip. Cause that's kind of the, I guess in theory, the furthest destination, but it's really going to be Yukon Northwest territory.
0: That's amazing trip. Yeah. That'll um, be amazing.
1: You know, some so beautiful I, out there. I, I have to say like, it would really suck if like the world got in the way of that. Cause it got in the way of it in 2019 because of work. I mean, my, my choice, like, sure. Um, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. Like I got to put the bread on the table. Yeah. So to speak 2020, obviously no go 2021 for most of the, for most of the year you couldn't. And then we were, again, we were just so busy and I'm just like 2022, like hell or high water. Like I, I have to do it. Like you can't, Yeah, maybe this goes into something positive. Like I I think so many people that probably listen to this podcast have had these adventures that they want to do that they can't. Sure. But you have to, you have to keep the dream alive You you have to keep Persevering, You have to keep, you have to keep it on your mind. You have to keep it as a goal. You know, if, if you can't go, that's, that's something that's out of your control. Sure. But, but what you can control is you can, you can remember the person that you were before all of this crap happened. Sure. And, and, and you can hold yourself accountable to say, I want to do this no matter, you know, like so many some pe- version of yeah, it. Yeah. So, so many people like we were talking have just, just geared out. Like, I think we just don't know any gear for 2021 because we're just like tired of buying stuff. Like I took the Amazon app off my phone because I'm like, it's too convenient. Yeah. And it's like, you get a little bit of money in your pocket and you're like, oh yeah, that's cool. Cool. Yeah. Hold on one second. Cool. Yeah. I just bought it. Yeah. And it's, maybe it's not good. And I just, I, I want to make a conscious effort to really reprioritize overland travel in, in 2021. And that that's going to mean selling cars and, and that kind of stuff. Cause you did, you know, you add stuff and then the stuff ends up owning you.
0: Totally. It takes a ton of time. It's not a, it's not a super great
1: feeling when you kind of like, but we've all got to go through that.
0: Yeah. I went through it. I, I had, way too many cars for too long and it's a lot to maintain it is and it's good it's healthy to let that stuff yeah. go so that's 2021 i mean what an amazing year we are we are so grateful for yeah. all of you for listening and for supporting the podcast and we would love to get your feedback when you think about ways of helping with the Overland Journal podcast obviously being a subscriber to the print magazine is what Makes this possible just from an infrastructure standpoint. So we thank all of you that subscribe to Overland Journal as a magazine. And we thank all of you for giving us feedback. Uh, We're going to do an AMA at some point in the near future. We've collected a lot of the questions that you guys have been asking. So we'll kind of rip through some of those questions that you guys have been sending our way. If you want to get a hold of Matt, it's Matt Explorer yeah, and you're on Instagram. In sc- your scott.a.brady. dot brady. That's me on Instagram. You guys are dot, welcome. Dot, dot. Yeah, welcome to reach out. Uh, I'm also Scott underscore Brady on Twitter. Oh, you're on Twitter? And I, I have been playing with that a little bit more. It's it's kind of an interesting change from the metaverse in a way. So um yeah. I I found myself very much I, giving I up on really Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, so I I just haven't really I always
1: feel bad because I have like so many like friends that I've met, super quali- super quality people. And that's kind of how I almost stay in touch with a lot of these people. Yeah. Like, I I'll go I'll
0: their go. Al- their algorithms have somehow just like made toxicity the priority and so yeah. and Instagram's great too. It's there's a lot of beautiful imagery on it, but I I think I've gotten a little bit more selective on who I follow so I'm more inspired I, than I
1: learned that you can Generally people post crazy stories, but they might have like cool hosts. Yeah. Or whatever. I forgot how they Seminate between the two, but you can mute people on stories. Oh, that's good. Like, I didn't know that. Like I can't stand the people that share, like the influencers that share a story like every three seconds. Here I am camping on the beach. Here's the quality of the sand. Here's my dog in the beach. Here's the quality of the sand. Here I am camping on the beach. And it's like, like <laughs> you get like seven okay. or eight of them in a row. Yeah. And you, you know, like the, the didn't little know stories that. are like that. So big. how
0: do you, how do you mute them? You just like go to their profile and you go to mute. Oh, awesome. Okay. That's very helpful. So I see, I just learned something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like,
1: uh, here, like I'm going to mute you. Perfect. (laughs) um,
0: Although I would have to do stories in order for you to actually be muting me.
1: Every once in a while
0: I do that. Yeah. I hope everybody has a good
1: 2022.
0: Yeah. Spend time with your families, spend time traveling, spend time Mm. thinking about traveling.
1: Less stuff, more travel. Yep. For sure. And that's also one of those things that it's do as I say, not as I do. Cause I may just end up with stuff and travel.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, we're, we're learning. It's, this is not learning. a perfect, this is not a perfect process. So, but we thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you next time.